Alrighty, folks, welcome back to episode four of Outside the Uprights. I'm your host, Dylan Graham, joined, oh, as always, by my best friend, Zach Miller. And today we got a good one for you. By the time you're hearing this, Illinois will already have beat Nebraska. You should put your money on Illinois. So if you listen to this after that drops and you bet on Nebraska, that's your own fault. But welcome to the special college football edition. Um, we finally have real meaningful football today, and we could not be more excited. And with nothing else going on in the sports world, that's all we're going to stick to today is the college football. Yes, sir. Oh, we are both very ecstatic, and uh, let's jump right into it. Zach, we got Nebraska and Illinois. Um, we are recording this at... 9.46 a.m. on Saturday, so we have no idea what's going to happen later today, but we are super excited. So jump right into it, Zach. Who, uh, who's, who's the game day number one pick? I'm going to have to go Illinois. I mean, Nebraska has a seven-point spread, but we all know what Nebraska has done, and I just don't see Scott Frost turning things around especially the first game of the season. I'm going to go Illinois 21-17. 21-17, so Nebraska covers the spread in Zach's eyes. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go a little less. I'm going to go 17-10. It's a Big Ten game. I expect a little bit of defense. Um, I also agree Scott Frost isn't turning things around in Lincoln, Nebraska anytime soon. I think Illinois takes the spread 17-10. You heard it here first. And uh, we'll just we'll just jump into it real quick, really, for a bit. Um, it, you know, you see coaches all the time try and turn programs around. Sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. And for Scott Frost so far, it just hasn't panned out. Um, the, I would love to see a competitive Nebraska team. I think it just makes the Big Ten more fun when everybody can compete. It just it hasn't happened, unfortunately. And um, – you know, it, it's tough to sit here and be hopeful and put your money on Nebraska and bet on Nebraska winning when you just, you just haven't seen it out of Scott Frost and Lincoln. Um, we've seen Matt Campbell take over in, in Ames, Iowa, and we've seen Jimbo Fisher take over in College Station, Texas. And obviously we don't need to have, talk about the things that Nick Saban has done in Alabama. Um, Coaches can come in and change programs, but unfortunately, we just have not seen Scott Frost be able to do that yet. I hope that he can to make the Big Ten a little more fun, um, throw in an extra big game in there, but we just haven't seen it happen. <clears throat> so, therefore, I, uh, I, if I was a betting man, I'd take Illinois. And I'd, I have them cover – or not covering, I'm taking the spread. And to add on to that, it definitely doesn't help Nebraska at all with all the allegations that's going around right now. So I just think, I think they'll be somewhere else instead of the football game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're hundred percent right on that. You know, uh, it never helps have any off field things going on. And um, you, you're right. I think that a lot of the attention is drawn off, has drawn off of the, you know, in between the lines. Um, and it, it's not good for a program or a team to have that happen. So um, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of heads will be in a lot of different places. Um, 
and it's tough to win football games when that's going on. Although I would like to talk, what's the what's that kid's name? Um, he's the, I believe he's the quarterback, or is that Wisconsin? The McCaffrey's brother. Uh, I'm not sure. Because I know the quarterback's Martinez. It's Martin. I don't know. All I remember is I watched uh, McCaffrey's brother at your house one day. Yeah, that kid's a stud. We'll get into that a little later then because I do believe that's a Wisconsin quarterback. Okay. Um. Well, you know, whether it's Alabama or Texas A&M or Iowa State or freaking Kent State playing, we got football today. I'm ecstatic and – um, I'd be lying to you if I said I wouldn't be watching. So, um, again, I, I don't like Nebraska. I, I, I actually hate Nebraska. Um, I have no reason to watch Illinois either, but it's game, it's day one of college football. So it'll be on and I'll probably have the full spread. And Zach, I didn't tell you about this, but now that, uh, I did just popped into my head, I think that's something that I, uh, I want to talk about with you here. What is the ideal game day spread on your, uh, on your kitchen table? So we, we can go real simple. We'll go with like, uh, an appetizer. So like a dip or something like that. And then we can run to an entree and into some desserts. Oh, like a meal. Yeah, dude. I'd be good just with some homemade cheese dip. Homemade cheese dip. That's it? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that's that was not the answer I was looking for. I was looking for a full planned out meal here, Zach. So here's my uh, my game day meal that I'm taking my game day spread. So I'm, I'm starting off with some buffalo chicken dip. Nothing beats it. I don't care what anybody says. It's absolutely amazing. So you got your buffalo chicken dip and then – it batting in the two spot as the entree, I think you got to have some sort of barbecue, some ribs, some pulled porks, some brisket. Got to be something. Get the slow cooker out. Um, get it out on Friday night and be ready on Saturday. And then for dessert, I mean, you just – there's so many ways you can go. Um, for me, I don't think you can beat a cherry pie. So my game day spread, I'm going buffalo chicken dip, some brisket, and a cherry pie. Sounds good. I just don't know if that's something I'd eat. Really? Well, we're going to have to have you over for a college football Saturday then. So we improvise. When Iowa State meets A&M in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, Iowa State is going to be from the outside looking in. And for the fans on this show, that's uh, also me just talking because I – I earlier in the season predicted that Iowa State would be in the playoffs with AM. So I just had to rebuttal to that comment there. So we kind of talked about the matchup going on today. Uh, let's let's jump into next Saturday's action in week one. Um, there's not really a whole lot of big games. Um, there's, I believe, two. You see Clemson and uh, Georgia and Alabama-Miami. So I'll just let you get started, and we can start with Clemson and Georgia. Yeah, so to start off with the first one that you said, uh, Bama and Miami, it's a Chick-fil-A kickoff game. 
Uh, Alabama has the 26 and a half spread. I don't think it's going to be that big of a blowout. I think that Miami, this is a hot take, but I think Miami will, I think Miami will make a run for their money. I think, I think Miami possibly has a chance to upset the number one in the team in the country in the first week. Alabama is on upset alert in week one. You heard it here first on Outside the Uprights. Wow. Here we go. Some Max Kellerman-esque takes here. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I don't see it happening. I don't see any chance that Miami sticks around. I think they're down 21, in the, or 21, 24, somewhere in the 20s by the end of the first quarter. Um, the, the, the Alabama's just better. They're plain and simple. They're, they're a better team. Um, they're coached better. They're, they're more disciplined. I, I don't see it happening. As much as I would love to see Alabama lose in week one of the season, Unfortunately, I can't predict it. I can't say that I, I can get behind it. Um, I, I think Alabama covers that massive spread. Um, they're just, again, it just comes back, back to they're just a much better team. Again, I, would, I hope that you're right. I would love to see Alabama get knocked off in week one. Um, but I don't see them losing in the foreseeable future, especially to Miami. Way to way to go off script there. What you mean? You you've been listening to a lot of Max Kellerman, eh? No. <laughs> I'm just oh, I'm boy. I'm an underdog type of person. Oh, I am too. I love watching the underdog win, but I don't know. Alabama's a different different beast over there. Um, Clemson and Georgia, this is a big game. I think that this has a lot of playoff implications, a lot of, you know, conference championship implications. And we see it in week one, um, especially in that SEC East where it's going to be a dogfight between Florida or Georgia. Um, I think if Georgia loses here, they could be in a lot of trouble. And I don't know that they have room to lose another one going down the stretch. Um, and I, I think the same goes for Clemson. Um, although they're probably the best team in the ACC, you have to you have to, you know, be on alert of uh, um, North Carolina. So I, I also think that it's a it's a must win right now. Um, so I think that both teams need to come in with their best stuff because, like I said, it has a lot of playoff implications, a lot of um, conference championship implications, and we're only in week one of the season. Um, I don't see North Carolina going undefeated. So if Clemson loses on, you know, Saturday, it might not be a huge deal. But at the same time, you know, the North Carolina is a top 10 team in the country for a reason. Um, so it'll it, – I think it's definitely going to be a dogfight, and that's one of my favorite games that um, of week one. Yeah, um, I'm – like you said, it because that's what I talked about is that this could potentially shape the top five and even the CFP playoff down the road, even though it's week one. But let me ask you this: Who you have winning between Georgia and Clemson? I knew that was There's a two point spread. 
I knew that was coming. I've been uh, thinking about it for a while now. And honestly, flip a coin. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is gone. Is Clemson really going to be that good anymore? You heard me last week argue that I think, yes, they will. Um, but it's a question that's always up in the air. You know, what happens if QB1 goes down? Then we have to see QB2 come into the game. Or what happens if, you know, they get behind earlier? Are they going to be able to fight back from adversity? Um, I think Clemson is the, on paper the better team. And I think that they should win the game. But again, you know, there's always the what ifs of football. So, you know, um, there's going to be adversity that's that comes with life and that comes with college football. So you have to be ready to um, battle it off. And I don't know that, you know, you, you lose your signal caller, the guy that leads your team through that adversity. So I don't we have to see if um, if Clemson's new QB one is ready to handle that. Um, I do think Clemson wins the game. Um but I, I also think it's going to be real close. It's going to be a dog fight. I'm going to have to take Clemson as well. I just – I feel like Georgia takes a while to get things rolling. And, I mean, yeah, you could say Kirby Smart's one hell of a coach, but just what Dabo's done since he's came to Clemson – it's it's pretty impressive. So I'm going to take Clemson on that one as well. Yeah, and like I was noting on earlier, that's another example of just coaches coming in and changing culture and um, taking over in a town. And um, Dabo's done, done that. He, you know, he's brought five-star and four-star recruits and number one draft picks to come play in, in South, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Um, sorry. So it's a bit early, guys. Uh, cut me a break. Um, he's, it, he's turned that program around, and obviously I don't have to tell you they're a top four, top five, top six team in the country every year for a reason. Um, so I do see Clemson coming out on top of that one. But, again, I think Georgia hangs around and says, hey, we can play ball too. And then, I mean, that's all I really see in the first week of – the college football season, there's not really any huge games. Obviously, we don't have conference play starting, and most teams are playing their get-the-yips game out. Um, Iowa State starting off with UNI and Texas A&M starting off with Kent State. On paper, there shouldn't be any problems, but as fans of those two teams, we both know what happens in week one with them. So um, although, you know, we're playing some unranked teams, I will be on the edge of my seat until I feel that we have a comfortable lead. Oh, same here. <laughs> but uh, to go back a little bit, I would not overlook the Wisconsin-Penn State game. I forgot about Wisconsin and Penn State in week one. I mean, yeah, they go on to that. No, it's another game where you're going to see playoff implications or maybe not playoff implications, but you're going to see Big Ten championship implications. Um. You know, we haven't really seen the best two years out of Wisconsin and Penn State in these last couple of years. Um, but, you know, they both those teams have been forces to be reckoned with in the Big Ten for a while. So it's going to it's going to be one of those games where you can kind of see what's going to happen in the Big Ten before it really happens. You're going to see if um, either one of those teams are really elite and ready to be back and competing for those um, playoff spots. 
Um, and again, it's Big Ten football. It's two historically really good Big Ten football teams. It's going to be a, it's going to be a battle in the trenches and a dogfight. Who's going to who's whose defense is going to be the best is what it's going to come down to. Um, who's going to hold the other one under 150 yards passing, and who's going to hold somebody under 70 yards running, and who's going to force turnovers. And then, you know, you look on the offensive side of the ball, you say, okay, who's going to be the smartest with the ball? Who's not going to turn the ball over? Who's going to do anything they can to get the ball either through the uprights or in the end zone? Um, you know, that's, that's one thing I love about Big Ten football is it's just – it's so great because the defense is always there. Um, you very rarely see a Big Ten football game up in the 50s and 60s. Um, you have a lot of low-scoring games in the Big Ten. It's really fun to watch the defenses work. And on the flip side of that, you see the adjustments that the offenses have to make to be able to, as I noted earlier, get the, just anything you can to put points on the board. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that. Um, we know what Penn State did last year. We know what Wisconsin did last year. So, like you said, it's going to come down to – I think it's going to come down to the turnover battle. Who who has the most turnovers is probably going to lose the game. And it yeah, also it also depends on what team QB is smarter with the ball, like you said. But – getting out of the pocket, throwing it out if nothing's there instead of trying to thread the needle into, like, say, a double coverage. I mean, yeah, I can't – I have to agree with you. You know, who, who's going to win the turnover battle is what it's going to come down to. Um, you take the ball away, you, gen, you tend to score. Um, not only is it, you know, getting the ball back, but it's a momentum boost. One team goes to the sideline and – is jumping up and high-fiving everybody and getting the crowd riled up. And one team goes back to the sidelines saying, man, what can we fix? What did we do wrong on this drive? Um, so it's a total, it's a totally different, um, different mindset after a turnover. And um, I think that's one thing that you're going to see a lot of in the big 10 this year. And I think a lot of these big 10 games are going to come down to who's going to take the ball away, who's going to give their offense chances to score. Um, and is it, where's this game being played at? Uh, Wisconsin. Okay, so you're playing in Wisconsin, so you don't really necessarily have that Penn State atmosphere. Wisconsin's a great crowd still, um, not necessarily the same as playing in Penn State and Happy Valley, but at the same time, you know, Wisconsin comes down with the ball. It's going to be loud in there. It's week one. We finally have fans back in the stadiums to full capacity. It's going to be freaking loud no matter where you're at, whether you're in, you know, Death Valley with all those people screaming down on you or whether you're in you know, Toledo, people are going to be loud. People are going to be riled up. It's going to be fun. Um, so, you know, you're going to have crowds play an impact on games. And, um, you know, if your offense is working with a silent crowd because you just took the ball away from them at home, or, you know, if your defense is um, – or if your offense is trying to deal with 35,000 screaming at you while you're trying to – Get, the, get in the huddle, call play. Hey, we see this, run this play instead, you know. Um, again, we're back at full capacity. Fans haven't had that for almost two years now. They're going to be riled up, and it's going to be loud no matter where you're at. And 
Um, again, it comes back to, you know, if, if momentum's on your side, it's just going to make things worse or better for you. Um, and you have to, you know, you, I think the defenses are going to be a major role in which side of that are you on. Um, I do, I will give a game prediction. I know I've said a lot of talking about the game. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I'm going to take Wisconsin by six. Um, I think they win the turnover battle. I think they play better offensively. I think they play better defensively. Um, so I will go Wisconsin by six against Penn State at home. If it was in Happy Valley, I would have a different take. Yeah. I think this is the first thing that we've agreed on throughout this podcast. I have Wisconsin winning by six as well. 24-18. We finally got one. Might be the first time ever. We'll have to go back into the archives. Probably. <laughs> but that's what's that's what makes it fun is the debate. So and that's why we, you know, decided to do this. That text I sent you while I was in Florida. Hey, let's just yeah. do it. Just quit talking about it. Let's do it. Um, it does. It makes it so much uh, more fun. Um you know, you got a Big 12 fan, an SEC fan, and then you got a Packer fan and a Chiefs fan. and A Yankees you know, fan a, and a Cubs fan. A Yankees fan and a Cubs fan, two completely different sides of the ballot. Um, it's it's just – it makes it so much more fun than two guys sitting up here agreeing with each other. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just – I can't quit thinking – like, I'm sitting here just waiting. Hey, is it is it time for kickoff yet? Is, is the game on yet, you know? Um, I tuned into college game day this morning for a little bit. I just, I cannot wait. Um, it's great to see everybody, you know, the packed streets and on college game day and the signs are back and Corso's pulling out the stupid freaking mascot heads. And I, I cannot wait. If you guys are watching college game day this morning, about probably 45 <laughs> minutes ago, you probably would have saw a sign Kansas to the big East. I hope not, but we'll talk about that some other time before we get into that. So, I think that's more of a basketball sign. <laughs> Probably, but we'll talk about that later. So I do. I think we should bring something else up while we're talking about college football and we kind of got into the, the fan base side of things. Um, we don't know what we're going to do yet, and, but we will figure something out for this. Um, I want to do something a little, a little more, a little different from just the simple podcast aspect. On October sixteenth, Zach and I will be in Kansas. Unfortunately, horrible state, but, but we'll be there. Um, we're going to be at the Kansas State and the Iowa State game, and um, you know this is something Zach and I still have to talk about. But um, I, I think that we're going to do things a little different that weekend. Um, whether that be both of us just sitting next to each other for the podcast, or maybe. Hell, maybe we bring a camera along with us, and that's our, you know, week. Um, There's a lot that's going to go into that, but I'm super excited to kind of see what we, where we go with that. Um, There's a lot of options on the table for that. So that will be happening here in about a month, month and a half. Um, I also am stoked to be, you know, I haven't been in a full capacity crowd since COVID started. Um, So I'm stoked to be back at that. I guess that's not true. I went to a concert. 
the other day, but I've been in a full capacity sports crowd since COVID started. So I cannot wait to be back for that. Um, even if I have to watch Kansas state, uh, or if I have to be surrounded by purple, whatever, I'm back in a full capacity crowd. I'm super ecstatic. Um, when Zach reached out to me and asked me if I could go, it was a no brainer. It's, so, it's going to be a good game. I am extremely ecstatic for that. Um, like I said, we still have a lot of options on the table. That's something Zach and I will have to figure out, but be ready for something special that weekend. So um, real quick, then let's get it out of the way. Week one starts now. I know we've done a little bit of predictions, but things have kind of changed. So right now I want to hear it on August 28th. Zach, who are the four teams in the college football playoff? Bama, no-brainer. Clemson. Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will actually... I think Oklahoma's going to show them what they're about. So... And then spot four is so hard because you can make a case for any of the top two, three looking in. You can make a case for A&M. You can make a case for Iowa State. I, I don't know. Can't pick a four spot. Huh. All right, here it is, folks. Call me biased. Call me whatever you want. Week six, Texas A&M beats Alabama at home at Kyle Field. The rough and rowdy Aggies are loud. Alabama can't handle it. Saban can't handle it. Book it right now. Texas A&M wins the SEC championship. So Texas A&M, Clemson, Ohio State, and Coming in at the fourth spot, your Big 12 champions, the Iowa State Cyclones. Book it right now. Put your bets down. And the biggest thing I want to make sure that you all hear, Kyle Field will be electric in week six, and the Fighting Aggies are going to beat the Crimson Tide or the Elephants, whatever you want to call them. Screw them. Roll Tide, yell whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Giga Mags, Ags by six. Hot take of the century. <laughs> I've been listening to a little bit of Max Kellerman too, buddy. Respect, respect. But uh, there's one more game that I want to touch up on real quick. And that's... Louisiana and Texas. I cannot wait for this one. As a state fan, I'm still upset about our week one loss last year. But people also need to realize that they finished in the top 25 last year. That's a team that won their conference as well.
and every state fan has the same feelings towards Texas. Horns down. Horns down A&M fans. A&M fans, horns down. So this is probably something else we'll agree on. The spread is nine points in favor of Texas. I don't think they'll cover. I think Louisiana wins by three. Louisiana by three. Another hot take. Here's my take on it. Again, I touched on it when Zach was talking. It's a top 25 team in the country. They won their conference. They had a huge win over a team that finished the season in the top 10, Iowa State. And now that they, you know, they beat that team that's coming into the season at uh, number seven, number eight. Iowa State. Iowa State. Seven. Seven. Yeah, they, they, beat, they beat a team that's coming into the season at number seven, right? You can't, you can't argue that Louisiana is there, right? It's a big game. They won a big game in week one, week 12. It doesn't matter. You won a really big game against a really good team. And you have the same question every year. You always hear it on Texas medias and all the Texas fans around the world. Texas is back. Texas is back. But we never see Texas being back. When are they really going to be back? I don't see it happening. I don't see Texas losing this game. I hate to admit it. I think Texas wins the game. But Texas will not cover. Louisiana is going to give them a run for their money. And, again, I love this word. It's going to be a freaking dogfight. Texas is going to have to, you know, they're, they're going to get punched in the mouth. And it's going to be, okay, are we going to respond or are we going to hide and cower? Um, I think they can't respond. To, I, you know, if it was a, a real a power five conference champion, I don't think they respond well. I think they hide and hide in the shadows and lose the game and say, oh, we're on to next week. Um, I, I think Texas wins it by three, by six. I don't think they cover, and Louisiana's going to come out and they're going to punch you in the mouth. Louisiana, you saw last year, they had a chip on their shoulder. They said, hey, just because you're in the Big 12 doesn't mean you're better than us. Um, and we're, we're going to go out and prove it, and they did. Um, I would love to see Louisiana beat Texas. I would love to see Texas go 0-12. Um, I hate Texas. hate them. I, I, but I, I, do think te- <laughs> I, I do think Texas will come out on top. Um, but again, as Zach touched on earlier, it is horns down forever. Bring the rivalry back. Um, I cannot wait for 2025 when those bums are in the SEC and have to play us again. And uh, Texas's road has to run through College Station or our road runs through Austin because we'll take over that city. Um, but I, I, I do. I see Texas coming out on top. But again, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be who's going to win the takeover battle. Who's, whose mistake is going to be worse? Who, who's going to miss a field goal? Who's going to throw a dumb pass with three minutes left on the clock? Who's who's going to fumble on the six-yard line? Um, you know, Texas who's going to punt on fourth? What? Texas at the one-yard line. Don't shade <laughs> for the TCU game last year. <laughs> or, you know, who's who's going to punt on fourth and one down three? You, you know, it's, it's going to come down to everything. Who's going to run the ball better? Who's going to throw the ball better? Whose defense is going to show up? Which coaching staff is going to win the football game? Um, so, I, will, I again, I'll predict Texas by three, but, again, flip a coin. Um, it's going to be a battle. I cannot wait. And 
I, I, I don't like either one of those teams. Obviously, I don't have to reiterate my hate for Texas, um, but I'll, I'll tune in I, just because, you know, it's you, you see what they're capable of. Um, so I'm excited. Horns down forever, but I do see them coming out on top. I'm going to I'm going to mention something to add on, like what you said about, like the offensive side of the ball, turnovers, defensive side of the ball. I think it'll also come down to the special teams, like starting field position on kickoff returns, punt returns. If you can pin them deep on a punt. Last year, if you saw the Louisiana Iowa State game, you know that Louisiana returned a kickoff for a touchdown and a punt for a touchdown. I think that alone will have, will make Louisiana make a case against Texas. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that you don't want to hear this and it's going to bring some tragic memories back, but this game is going to be from top to bottom. You know, it's not going to be Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. It's going to be Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and all the way down to the same guy that ran into his returner when they played Iowa. Um, They they should have won that game. <laughs> that, that they should have won that game, um, but they made a mistake on special teams. Um, so you know it, it doesn't come down to the best player, and you know you'll hear this throughout the sports world for the rest of your life. Probably, you're you're only as good as the worst person on your team. Um, you know, so if you can't afford to make mistakes like that, and we've seen it haunt Iowa State before, we've seen it haunt Texas A and M before, we've seen it haunt Alabama before. You just you have to be technically sound on all aspects of the ball from top to bottom. Yeah, I uh, I may or may not have sent Detron Young a message on IG. <laughs> oh boy! But then I saw the replay, and the returner was running up, and usually. From what I understand, if you need to run up towards the ball, you're supposed to communicate. And I don't think there was any communication there. I hope there wasn't any communication. Otherwise, that was just stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, we won't touch on that. We'll touch on that when the time is right. Um, Iowa and Iowa State, big rivalry here in Iowa. Um, But That could potentially go away. That could potentially be going away soon. So, you know, this could be the last couple of years of seeing it. Um, but we'll touch on that when when the, the time comes. Just know that that will be coming. That'll probably be a pretty heated episode. Um, yeah, man, I'm so excited. We got college football today. Um, kicking off in about an hour and a half. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my my game day spread that Zach doesn't agree with, and I'm going to eat it and let him know he's missing out. I'll make my cheese dip so I won't be missing out on anything. I might have to make a drive. <laughs> I might have to come eat some cheese dip. Um, yeah, guys, we're super ecstatic. We, um, again, we just appreciate all the love and all the support. Um, share this on all all social medias. We don't care if it's Twitter, Instagram, um, put it on your Facebook, let your grandma listen to it. We don't care. Um, everything that you guys do is just amazing. We love the support that, you know, the, 
the messages we get from people, you know, Hey, this was really good. Or, Hey, you know, maybe you could tweak this. We love it all. Um, again, I've, we've said this a hundred times. We're not in this to try and become billionaires off of a podcast. We're in this cause you know, this is our two true loves is baseball and our friends, um, or not baseball, excuse me, sports and our friends. That baseball one was a little more toward me. Um, but it's just, again, we, we don't do this for any of the materialistic things. We do it because we truly enjoy sitting down for an hour and a half a week talking about sports. Um, I'm sure you can hear it in our tones. Mm-hmm. We're ecstatic. Um, you know, we're about to watch Nebraska and Illinois mm-hmm. play, and we couldn't be more excited. Um, it's just who we are. And, uh, again, we, we appreciate everything you guys do. The good messages, the ones that say, hey, maybe fix this or maybe try this instead. Um, we love it. So keep, you know, keep tuning in. Keep smashing the share button. And um, like I said, I'd let your uncle listen to it. Play it while you're babysitting. Play it while you're playing a game of Madden or send it to your grandma. We love it all. Or tune into it before you watch Texas A&M beat Alabama in College Station, Texas in week six. So, Zach, is there anything else that uh, you have to say about the college football season before it officially kicks off here here at noon central time? I'm just ready to get back in the jack. It's been 10 years since I've went to an Iowa State game. 10 years? In the jack. Wow. You've missed out on a lot. I'm not even an Iowa State fan. I've been to one more recent than that. I actually, the last Iowa State game I was at was Kansas State and Iowa State at Jack Trice Stadium, Coach Snyder's last game he ever coached. So that'll be a little bit of reminiscence to when we when we go to that game. Um, the last college football game I was at, I was there with you. We all know how that turned out in Iowa City. Um, maybe I'm bad luck for the Cyclones. So if uh, we go to K-State and it doesn't go over how we want, you might not be able to invite me back. <laughs> yeah, I may have to start seriously thinking about that. Maybe we'll go to a test in the water game early in the season before we head to K-State. Maybe we'll go to one at Jack. But, again, guys, um, I think that's going to wrap up today. Thank you guys so much for all the love, all the support, all the constructive criticism. We love it all. Um, this is, again, this is something that we just we talk about all week. Man, I can't wait for this. I can't wait till we record. Um, we truly enjoy doing this, guys. And, uh Thank you. Thank you for all the support. And that's going to wrap up uh, episode four of Outside the Uprights. Keep smashing the share button. We love y'all to death. Peace.